Hello, my loves, and welcome to the Purposeful Lifestyle Development Podcast, where we discuss all things thought work and manifestation, but we use neuroscience and the study of the brain to do so. I'm your host, Tessa Spizak. I'm a board-certified practitioner, master life and health coach, and seasoned executive speaker. If you're ready to create your highest value lifestyle and turn your dream life into a reality, you're in the right place. Let's get right into today's episode. Hello, hello, my loves. Thank you for being here and welcome on in for today's conversation here on the Purposeful Lifestyle Development Podcast. If you are new here, welcome in. Thanks so much for joining our conversation and don't forget to hit subscribe so that you stay up to date on all things lifestyle development with a purpose. And for today's discussion, I want to talk about validation. The word has been on my mind lately, and I've really been thinking about it from all angles, kind of in terms of why do we crave validation from others? And is that a bad thing or is it normal? Is it helpful even? And what happens in our brain if we don't get that good validation? And mostly this one is really what kind of kicked off this conversation or this thought work for me is What about the things that people can't see, therefore cannot validate for us? Like basically all things development, right? The things that we are doing for self-empowerment or those improvement steps that we're taking. Like nobody sees us pick up a book instead of our phone or journal in the morning for 10 minutes rather than snooze a little bit, right? practicing better thoughts in your head. No one else is there with you. So how can they validate that that's a better thought? Do we need to seek validation for that? Or can we use self-validation? And I want to talk about that today. I'm going to finish here with that at the end is giving you all the tools that you need for actual self-validation development. And I promise you, it's not silly motivational poster things. We're getting serious. And I know this is an important topic, even just for something as simple as, I think my second most popular podcast here, it was all about how to stop caring about what people think of you in terms of neuroscience. And that one got a lot of responses. So if you haven't heard it or do need a refresher, I highly suggest listening in. It's going to go along with this episode really well, and I'll make sure and link it in the show notes for you. But if you scroll down, it was really within, gosh, I think one of the first five or 10 episodes that we did together. So, but anyway, for today's discussion here, let's start this way. I love a good definition just so that we're all on the same page, right? So the definition of validation is the action of checking or proving the validity or accuracy of something and validity being the quality of clearly logical or factually sound. So basically, simply your brain is wanting someone to agree with you. It wants to know that it's right. And just as we're always circling back to this basic fact, that's the way your brain's trying to keep you safe. Wrongness can be scary for a couple different survival pieces of the brain. Since it's trying to keep you safe, wrongness can mean a wrong turn that can be dangerous for you, right? Instinctually, your brain doesn't like it, but also 
it's still within us that safety means being part of a tribe. So that part of our brain still really is activated and is looking for some type of reassurance. So since we're going to talk about the brain just a little bit, I found this really cool study that makes it all make a lot of sense. And it shows us that the area of our brain that is associated with reward is more active when others agree with us and enforce our opinions. That's really, really important to the brain. So in this study, what happened is there was 28 volunteers that came to this research facility, and it was really simple. They had them make a list of 20 songs that they really liked but didn't own a copy of. This was back in the day before we had things like Spotify and Apple Music and all of that, right? But they were asked to rate each of these songs on a scale of 1 to 10 based on how much they like it, with, of course, 10 being the highest. And while this was happening, they had the participants' brains actually being monitored by an fMRI, which is a functional magnetic resonance imaging scan. So basically just looking at brain activity. And as they were monitoring the brains, they played one of the songs from the participants list, one of their top songs, and they followed it with a song that they didn't know. Then after hearing these songs, the participants were told to explain which, why they liked which one more, you know, kind of talk about the music. But then they were told that there were some unknown, you know, music experts, whatever, that they had different responses, either that one of the experts agreed with them, two of the experts agree with them, or they didn't agree at all. And you could actually see it in the brain. It's called the ventral striatum, which doesn't matter, but just in case you want to know, that part of the brain lit up more and more based on how much these quote-unquote experts agreed with them. So the more validation they got, the brain's activity in the reward center was way more pronounced. And there's all these other tests that they did, but they all just confirmed the same thing, that validation is just hot for the reward center of our brain. And they even went on to talk about, and this is kind of adjacent here, but With this reward sensation of meeting approval of others, it really helps explain a lot of things about trends in our society. And me, of course, my first things I'm going to think about when it comes to trends are the way we talk about our mental health, the way we act and respond to each other, the way we look at food and diet and culture like that. So I think that's really, really fascinating in terms of how we're validated on what we're doing. But it also made me think as I was reading about this study, even when it comes to things that we can't see, we really appreciate our emotions to be validated as well. This one is pretty famous. If you haven't seen it, I'm just linking all the things for you guys this week. You have all the homework, but there's this clip and it's narrated from Brene Brown. She's amazing. If you're into personal development and you don't know her, look her up immediately. She's absolutely fantastic. And I think this is one of the best speeches that I've ever heard on emotional validation, but she talks about it as empathy versus sympathy. And you might remember this one if you've seen it. It goes along with this graphic and it's a bear and a fox, right? But what it's talking about is how empathy fuels connection 
and sympathy drives disconnect. And I'm super, super visual. So I loved this. So what they were talking about in this little video is empathy and really comes down to a few different things. One is perspective taking, which is really recognizing the perspective of the person that you're talking to as true, you know, just staying away from judgment, not good, not bad, just taking it for what it is, this other person's perspective, right? And it's also recognizing the emotion of the other person and being able to communicate that to them, right? Communicate the recognition. So it's kind of twofold. You have to be empathetic enough to be able to recognize it, but also communicate it and let them know that you are feeling with them. This is very, very validating. And she gives this visual of a secret and sacred place, this like hole we go into. And in the visual, the fox goes down into this hole and he looks up at the bear and he says, hey, I'm stuck and it's dark and I'm overwhelmed. And to show empathy, these things that we were talking about earlier, perspective taking, the recognition of emotion, the communication of that emotion, this bear gets down, brings a ladder, you know, goes down into the hole and he says, hey, I know what it's like down here and you're not alone. I'm here with you. Now, sympathy on the other hand, which we talked about drives disconnect or really is just that non-validating. They showed it as this other little animal is like a deer or something like that. And it's looking down into the hole, down at, you know, the fox and the bear. And they're just like lackadaisical, like, oh yeah, yeah, that, that looks pretty, pretty bad down there. And they choose to stay out of it. They're like sitting there eating a sandwich and they're like, well, you know, do you, do you want the sandwich? right? Like just totally useless for the situation. And it's really showing that it takes a lot of strength and vulnerability to allow yourself into that dark place with someone, quote unquote. And she goes on to say that, and I love, love, love this. So hear this twice, that rarely do words make you feel better. It's that sense of connection. And what is that guys? That's emotional validation. Positive connection assures your brain that, yeah, yeah, this is okay. I'm okay. It's all going to be okay. And I know my husband has definitely learned this one too. We actually talk about this quite a bit. And it's not always the case, but just kind of in terms of generalities, a lot of times a difference between men and women when women are venting about something and talking about, you know, I just feel like there's no solution to this, or, you know, I just want to share my feelings. A lot of times men, and this is, you know, to my husband speaking, are really drawn to solution finding, right? Let's start running through the solutions. And a lot of times women, right, are the ones saying, will you stop and just listen? I just want you to hear me, right? And it can have so many different reasons as to why that's generality, you know, whether it's our culture and women being more socialized to share and men not so, you know, we are kind of trying to change that narrative now and saying, guys, please have your emotions. This is not a weakness, right? But again, those are just generalities and not everybody. But 
Yeah. When we are venting or any other situation like that, a lot of times people are looking just for emotional validation. I know for me, I explained it to him is when he starts offering me all these different solutions, and especially when I've already exhausted all of those solutions, I've thought through them, I've done them, and he offers a solution that seems really simple, like very duh, immediately in my head, instead of feeling helped, I'm like, oh, well, you think I'm stupid that I didn't try something that obvious, right? And clearly, clearly he's trying to be helpful. Clearly, I know he doesn't feel like that. But in that emotional state, again, what we're really looking for is validation. So what couples want to hear from each other is basically, okay, I see you're hurting. I see you're frustrated. I see your insert whatever, and I'm here with you. I'm hurting with you. I'm so sorry, right? So all of this to say, whether it's validation for something as silly as a song choice, or we need validation on something like our emotions, our brains love validation. But with all of that being said, again, the point that I brought up here at the beginning, what about the times that people don't, can't, or won't validate us? I mean, what if it's, again, the things that they really just can't even see? You get up early enough to do what you need to do. You get your movement or your workout. You start reading and writing and journaling. You do self-development. You pick up yoga and meditation. You pick the greens over the creams, right? Doing self-care or speaking lovely things in the mirror. Taking that 20-minute break, not on your phone, but to go outside and connect to nature. All of these things, unless it's someone right there next to you, they're not going to pick up on it, especially right at the beginning. We don't get outside validation from these things, especially not at first. It takes time for others to see that change, right? Once we have gotten over the hump and really created a habit, then we start to see the results. When we, you know, start talking better to ourselves internally, that shows up externally. So that's when people can pick up on it, but that might take a while, you know? So what do we do? Especially for that internal change, for that evolving and that growth. This is where we need to talk about self-validation. And this is a skill. A skill takes practice, right? So this is something we do need to practice. And like I said, I could give you all of the generic motivational poster style tips, but if you're listening to this podcast, if you clicked on this episode especially, I'm sure you know all of the fluffy things, and that's really not what we're here to talk about anyway. What I want to talk about is how you can exactly, based on your brain, develop the skills that you need for proper self-validation. So how do we do this? First step is you got to get to know you. You gotta get to know yourself in terms of even in this moment, you know, we are always growing, evolving, changing. So do a check in right now, take some inventory. What's driving me? What are my core values? Not my mentors, not my bosses, not my parents, not my spouse. What are mine? 
I think a lot of people, when we're looking at external validation, and while I was even just prepping my notes for this show today, everything when it comes to validation is terms of this societal, oh, you need to make enough money, marry the right person, get good grades in school, get a big house, do the thing, have a boat, whatever, right? But what does that mean? Not without the external validation where we're saying, oh, I am CEO or I am brand manager. I am wife with this job. I am living in this neighborhood, blah, 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 blah. What are your actual values? And when you get there, when you get a clearer picture of really who you are and what you want and what you value, analyze some of these motives. Why do you want maybe the big house? Is it so that you can entertain and raise a family? Or is it that so-and-so down the road sees that you have a big house? Do you want to move up in your career ladder because you're excited and enticed to do so? Or is it just because you think you need to? Who are you trying to seek validation from? Getting a clearer picture on who your brain is thinking about can really, really help here. Because who knows? It might be some subconscious connection to your parents or an old teacher or that bully from school, right? We have to start to fill this gap. And really, one of the reasons that even though validation can be really good for our brains, just as we were talking about, one of the reasons that external validation can be problematic is because it can drive us to do things that aren't even in our own best interest because we're just doing it for that validation, because we're imagining what other people are going to think about it. That kind of goes back to that last point about this is how we see trends come about and why things can come so quickly. I mean, even think fashion trends. You can hardly right now get the new fashion trend quick enough before it is no longer in style, right? We are really, really running as a society on that validation. But that can move us away from what we actually want. So here's why we self-validate and why it's so important. And especially my perfectionist, my people pleasers, listen here, listen here twice, rewind, re-listen if you need to. If you're someone who gets really anxious, if you're sending an email or turning in a big project or just really obsessively refreshing, trying to get those answers, trying to see what someone's going to critique or if they picked up on a mistake and you're really dwelling on it, this is the exact emotional association that we need to analyze. Because a lot of times what we're thinking about and what's creating this negative emotional space for us isn't even really logical. So one thing that I really like to do and what I like to tell my clients to do is just a little visualization. And there's a psychology hack that a lot of times when we are viewing something and visualizing it through our own eyeballs, right? What you are seeing out into the world, a lot of times it can look a lot more negative. But if you scale up and kind of view it like a movie where you're seeing both you and the person, right? Like say you were sending in a project to your boss or your teacher or something like that, right? And it's getting back graded. If you zoom out and look at yourself and look at them and look at what they're doing, sometimes we can start to see it 
a lot more logically. Because really, your brain is just pulling on previous emotions, previous fears, and it's just your imagination. Honestly, it's imagination, imagining, are they going to hate this? What are they going to critique? What are they going to do? So if you recognize that it's something as silly as imagination that brings some of the power away from it, and it allows you more easily to potentially imagine elsewhere, right? Imagine a better outcome, we could say. And for me, what works is, say when it comes to my public speaking, one of the reasons I really don't get nervous anymore is because I have self-validated. I really believe that I'm good at this. I know my heart and soul is in this when I come up and give a presentation in front of a group, when I do my public speaking, I know that I have practiced, I have done the material, I have done everything that I can do. So even if they don't validate me, they say they don't like me, say they don't like my content or my delivery or what have you, I am not tied to the validation that they can give me on this subject, right? I really don't care. I mean, it's a bummer. Like, I do care. I never want to give a presentation. But deep within my soul, it does not hurt me. If for me, that situation would say, okay, well, I'm not their cup of tea. Good to know. I won't do that again. But it doesn't make me think that I'm a lesser speaker. And another way that you can do that is imagining your very best friend, your very favorite human, the person that you love more than anyone in the world, your parent, your kid, your spouse, whoever, imagine them going through the exact same thing that you just went through. They put as much effort into something that you did, or again, it's some of those hidden things. What would you tell your best friend when they were feeling down on themselves, down on their luck, their anxiety was picking up? How would you validate them? What would you want to tell them? For someone you love so much and you want to say the right thing and you want to say what they need to hear, what would you tell them? It might become a little bit easier to start to say it to yourself. It gives you a little bit more compassion to yourself, the ability to recognize your own strengths and take those maybe weaknesses, things where we're struggling as a neutral we are just aware, right? We aware that we're aware that it's a struggle. We're aware that it's a current weakness. Fine. That's a neutral fact. You can be kind to yourself too in that moment and say, you know, I'm human. I might struggle with this. I might do this, but that's okay. And go through all the validating facts about you. Cause I promise a neutral thought can be very strong. If you can't go from where you are now to, oh, I'm perfect. Everything's perfect. Just go to I'm human. So let's put it all together. How do we practice self-validation? Well, first you got to get to know you right now, current you in the change that you want to make, get to know you better. What drives you, your values, not anyone else's, yours. Also analyze what motivates you. Are you doing something purely because you want to do this? You want this growth? You want to validate yourself? Or is it someone outside of you? Third, when this happens, when you are in a situation that you are seeking that outside validation, again, sending in that paper, sending in that project, don't try to hide it, but get really curious about 
what emotional association you have going on in your head. And the best way to do this with our psychology hack is visualization. Instead of looking through your eyes, use the hack, try to see this as a camera, overhead view, and still speak to yourself like a friend. Give them the love that you would give the one that you love the most. And if you just got to go with a neutral thought, it's not bad. It's not good. I'm human. You'll take so much pressure off of yourself and off of your brain's need for that outside validation. So if you thrive in validation, that's totally fine. But don't forget, you have to be able to do it for you as well. And of course, if you need any help, I'm always here. You can head over to my website at www.purposefullifestyledevelopment.com or you can find me on social at Coach Tessa or Coach Tessa PLD or send me an email, info at purposefullifestyledevelopment.com. It goes directly to me and I'll respond directly to you. Have an awesome day. I validate you. You validate you. But all right, my loves, that's where I'll leave us today. I want to thank you so much for joining in on this conversation with me. And each week, every Monday, we're going to be posting a new episode going a little bit deeper into the conversation of what you can do to train your brain on purpose to really allow for the lifestyle that you want to live. Until next time, my loves, in the meantime, here's to your health and your happiness. Mm -hmm.